Hi, I'm Claire Snyder, and this is the first episode of Who is Eli Wiesel? I'm going to be discussing the first three chapters of the book Night and what happens during them. Who was Eli's family? So Eli had three sisters and a mother and father. Hilda was the eldest, then Bea, she, and then Eli was the third and only son, and Sephora was the youngest. She was about seven when all this went on, so none of the children were particularly old. Eli was 13. And his father was a well-respected Jewish leader. He, however, did not show much emotion with his family. He was unsentimental, but he was a very intelligent man. His mother loved his family and cared for them throughout the entirety of all of this. So who was Eli Wiesel? So Eli Wiesel was 13, 14 throughout, was, well, he was just 13 throughout the first three chapters. He was very dedicated to his religion. He was a devout Jew. He asked his father to find a master who could teach him in Kabbalah, which is a mystic um, teaching of the Jewish faith. And eventually he found someone called Moishi the Beetle, who was a very poor man, but talked to Eli for hours about Kabbalah. Moishi was taken at one point from his home to the camps along with all of the poorer citizens. When he returned, because he managed to escape with a bullet wound in his leg, he tried to warn all of the Jews, including Eli, that the Germans would come for the for them to take them to concentration camps. No one listened. Then the Germans arrived, and they appeared nice at first, but shortly after, they forced all the Jews to move into ghettos. Eli did not have to move out of his house because his house happened to be on the corner of the ghetto, but in spite of that, they were still um, locked in there with no rights. Eli, at one point, asked his father to sell everything and leave and go to Palestine. But his father said he was too old to start a new life, and it wasn't necessary. That was the mistake. The rest of this story could have been prevented. After that, they, the Germans announced that the, that the ghettos would be liquid, liquidized. So... Of course, everyone is in panic, and Eli and his family had to watch others leave first. They were in the last group to leave. They brought around bringing water to the people sitting outside because it was the middle of the summer and it was scorching hot. Then when it was their turn, they were forced to run to the small ghetto. Eli and his siblings and his parents ended up staying with family, their family in the small ghetto until they were put on cattle cars. These cattle cars, they weren't, they weren't allowed any food or water. There was not enough room for everyone to sit down, so they had to take turns sitting down, and no one could lay down. If one person escaped, the entire cattle car was killed. There was a woman on Eli's cattle car that had lost her son and husband because they had been accidentally put in a different group. And she was screaming, I can see the fires, I can see the fires. And... They shut her up, they would hit her and gag her so that everyone could have some peace. And then they arrived at Birkenau, and the first thing they saw 
with chimneys and fires. So throughout all of this, who was making Eli's decisions? Because it obviously wasn't Eli. He would not have sent himself to the concentration camps. He would have left for Palestine. It starts out his parents are making his decisions before they are moved into the ghetto. Then once they're moved into the ghetto, it's still somewhat his parents, but his parents don't have as much power anymore. It's more of the Germans. And then the moment they are on those cattle cars, it is the Germans have complete control over him. He cannot do anything. The only thing he can do is think. They, and towards the end of the chapters, they start to control his thinking too. The Germans took complete control of the entire Jewish community and made all their decisions for them, forcing them to go to the concentration camps, forcing them to leave their family, forcing them to betray each other to survive. So now we're going to have a interview with Sephora, Eli's younger sister. She was seven when Eli and his family were sent to Birkenau. So, Sephora, what emotions do you go through throughout the first three chapters? I was very scared, but because I was so young, I didn't fully understand what was happening, which gave me a vague sense of peace. What was life in the ghetto like? It was horrible. We didn't have as bad a time as the other families did. We got to stay in our house and keep our possessions, but we were still locked inside with no rights. Then when we found out about, out about the liquidation, it was mass panic. What was it like for you in the cattle cars? I was young, so I had some advantages. Older people felt responsible for me, but at the same time, I couldn't take care of myself and was not very strong enough to put up much of a fight. What happened once you reached Auschwitz-Birkenau and were separated from your father and brother? When we were separated, my mother and I were sent to be sorted. We were both sent to the work camps instead of the gas chambers because my mother realized we had to lie about our ages. If we had told them our real ages, we would have been killed. We went through the same process that my brother did and were assigned to blocks. What was it like in the camp since you were so young? It had its advantages. I was never quite as scared as the others because I couldn't comprehend what was happening. I hadn't had much of a life to compare it to this, so the camp became normal for me faster than it did for others. The threat of death scared me, of course, but at that point, the majority of my life had been spent in fear, so it wasn't as terrifying to me as it was to others. I had to work very hard to prove that I could work and be useful because I was so small. Thank you. So what I want to know is how all of this affected his family. Did his family stick with each other or was there like some infighting? Were there any close family friends that turned on them? I want to know how his community responded to the Germans. Did they rally together or did they turn on each other immediately? That's it for this podcast, but in the next podcast we will be I want to explore how his religion changed in the concentration camps.